Awesome, guys. Happy Mother's Day, moms. Um, I was really hoping to retire, like to not cook anymore, uh, not do anything. And then my son goes on camera and says, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> he's, he's definitely not walking in the spirit this Sunday morning. Um, So good morning and a really warm welcome, especially to anyone who's joining us today for the first time. I don't know why you chose to come today. You could have come last Sunday, next Sunday, but anyway, you came today, so I'm glad you're here. Um, my name is Mudeu, Mudeu Mecha, and I serve as one of the Haki deacons. Haki is our social justice arm. Uh, that's, that's my core deacon in the social justice team. Um, and I'm married to Simba Mecha, he's one of the elders here. Um, and I, I'm sure some of you are wondering why on earth would they ask her to speak on Mother's Day? What does she know about, you see, about motherhood? So I happen to be a mom of five. Um, which automatically makes me an extreme sports athlete. Everything in my life right now feels like an extreme sport. Try getting five kids ready for service on a Sunday morning. Try feeding five kids with elephant appetites. Um, unfortunately, their body size does not show evidence of how much food I put into them. Just try doing anything with five children. Um, extreme sports. Pray for me, guys. And while you're at it, please pray for Tez, Megs, Bonnie. They are like one, one child less than me. They, they could use a prayer as well. Um, but speaking um, on Mother's Day today is, is really a privilege, is really an honor. And this year, I, I just felt like I couldn't, I couldn't come and speak to you just on my own. And so I enlisted the help of um, a few moms who are in the congregation with us today. And I sent out a message and asked them to reflect with me on a few questions. Um, and so as I stand and share God's word today, I'm not just, it's not just my voice you're going to hear. Of course, God is speaking to us, but he's also speaking through the wisdom um, of these moms that I asked to share a few thoughts with me. And so I pray that as we reflect um, on just a few thoughts, um, that God is really going to speak to us, not just as moms, because God's word speaks and ministers to each and every one of us wherever we are. So I might be speaking specifically to moms this morning, but I'm sure and I believe that God has a word for each and every one of us as we sit under the authority of his word this morning. And so the three questions I asked uh, this dear moms to reflect with me on uh, were, one, describe your current season of motherhood. Um, you, you'll see the answers shortly, and uh, they are shocking. They are like east, as far as east uh, and west is. There's like emotions on the entire spectrum and all manner of things happening in there. And then the second question that I asked was, what do you sense God saying to you in this season that you're in? Or what are you reflecting on in this season? And what are some of the scriptures that are you know, holding you together in this time? And guys, I, I, let me just put it to you that you have a really amazing bunch of mothers here at One Tribe who are really leaning into God's heart 
and they are hearing him and the things that God is saying to the, the women, the mothers in, in this congregation, it, it's just awesome. So I was really blessed and encouraged even as I read their responses. And so you, you need to get to know some moms in this place. I promise you, you will be blessed, you will be challenged. And then the last question I asked was, what is one area that you desperately need God's help in? Now, this one was for my encouragement. I needed to know that I'm not the only one that, that is struggling with this, that, and the other. And so it was nice to read some of the responses and laugh at some of my friends because I completely understand and see um, what it is that they are struggling with and to see that I'm not the only one that is in desperate help of, uh, of God's help, in, in desperate need of God's help. And so I'm grateful for all of you moms who responded and shared your thoughts with me. And so what we're going to do today is uh, simply reflect on three things. And as we reflect on these three things, and we are going to draw some lessons and see what it is that God is saying to us um, today on Mother's Day, but even for the rest of us that are not necessarily mothers. And the first thing, um, which comes from the first question that I asked uh, this mothers, is around times and seasons. Now, motherhood in itself, the minute you discover that you're going to be a mother, you immediately know that your life is going to change forever, that you're going to enter a season of life, one that, of course, you've never been in. You may have raised nieces, nephews, and babysat for somebody, but there's just a new season that we check into when we come into this season of motherhood. Uh, regardless of you know, how you become a mother, it could be through adoption, uh, through fostering, through having your own child, or through even welcoming you know, stepchildren into your own life. But you know very well that the minute that title is placed on you, that your life will never be the same again. And so you enter a new time, a new season in your life. And these are some of the answers I got when I asked the mothers um, that I talked to about the seasons that they are in. Um, I'm, I'm sure you can see them on the, on the screen. I'll just read through some of them. Transitions. There's mothers who are transitioning from one baby to two. Others like me who moved this year from three to five. There's mothers who are transitioning from having, you know, little children to young adults now. Their children are leaving for college. Uh, others are now in boarding school and away from home. There's mothers who said they were in a season where it's just joyous. I'm really envious of these ones. Um, joyous. The others are in a season of learning and unlearning. Now, this one is 100% me. It's a season of serious character development. There's mothers who describe their season as being chaotic. There was another one again who was joyous, anxious, there's celebration. Others who just felt like it was a rewarding season. And others, uh, Michelle, crazy, overwhelming. This particular one said she's in a season of just being restful. Please show us your ways. <laughs> another one is deep in the trenches. And this one just really hit home for me, lots of imperfections. For others, it's a season where it's exciting. For others, it's hard. Another one said, time seems to go so fast, so slow and yet so fast. It's hectic, tiring, draining, scary, busy, intense. My house is so noisy half the time, I don't know where to run to. It's work. And that's motherhood. Motherhood is the season that you come into not realizing that 
there's going to be a million other seasons going on and on throughout the entire lifetime of your motherhood. And as I was thinking about seasons and the intensity of the seasons that we find ourselves in as mothers, and indeed for all of us as we go through life, I realized and I came to this realization that um, it's easy as we go through the seasons of motherhood to always be looking forward to the next season, right? Like when they are small and you're breastfeeding and changing diapers, you're thinking, I cannot wait to get, be done with this season and to move on to the next one. When they're in school and you're doing homework, you're like, I cannot wait for them to be independent and to do their own homework. When they are eating like crazy, you cannot wait for them to move out and buy their own food. It's just easy to be looking from one season and just be envious of the season that's coming next or the one that you hope would be coming next. And for a moment, I just sensed uh, God reminding me in his great love that seasons are actually his doing, that seasons are ordained by God and they are for his glory and for our good. I, on some level, I didn't, I, I didn't really like that very much because some seasons just don't look very godly in them, right? When you're in the stench of that diaper change and all those other things that have us describing our season as crazy, intense, tiring, draining, and scary, it's, it can be hard to sense that these seasons are ordained by God. But I was taken back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 14, where we see God bringing um, seasons into life. And it says, And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons, and for days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God sent them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And Genesis 8:22, Father goes to say that as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. And I, I just had to rest and take comfort in knowing that the seasons that I find myself in, the seasons that we find ourselves in as mothers, are not God's punishment upon us. They are not outside of God's knowledge, but they are exactly what God has ordained for us to be walking in this journey of life. And it is because in those seasons, it is where we see the revelation of the awesomeness of our God. It is where we see his creativity on display. It is where we see his splendor. We see his sovereignty as God. Because then he shows up in those seasons and shows um, his direction and guides us in those seasons. And so... Fellow moms, times and seasons are ordained by God and they are to be used for his glory and for our good. He grows us, he stretches us, he walks with us in those seasons. And even further is that God has a plan for us in each and every one of those seasons. And sometimes for some of us, it is the seasons that God uses to slow us down so that we can actually begin to see and hear what he's saying to us. 
because when we are caught up in the craziness of life and we are doing this and that, and having children sometimes just forces you to do what? You just have to slow down and focus and be in the moment. And in those times, it is in those places that God actually reveals to us what he's doing. And for some of us, if you're like me, in realizing that when God brought children into my life, God was actually literally saving me from myself. Because I was on this trajectory of my life where my life was very much about me, myself, and I. I had truly mastered the art of living for myself. And I had such grand plans for my life that honestly included nobody else but me. I had grand ideas of how I was never going to get married. Right? In my mid, in like my late teens into my early 20s, if you met me then, and then you meet me now, uh, very, very shocking. I, I had no plans of ever getting married, and kids was just like, now that's, that's crazy, who does that? Like, who in their right mind would want to have children? Uh, clearly, God's humor is, is another of its of his very great attributes because here I am X number of years later with not just one, not two, not three, not four, but five children. And for me, uh, motherhood and acknowledging this season of life that I'm in, I cannot do that without seeing it as a gift of grace from God where he literally rescued me from myself because he had these great plans that were bigger than myself, bigger than my desires, bigger than the things I thought that I wanted for my life. And in this season of my life, in this season of mothering my five children and caring for my family, I can honestly say that God is in this season. This season is ordained by God. He has seen his love, I've seen his care in this season. And so fellow moms, rest in this season. Take joy in this season. Be at peace in this season because it is God's season for your life and he is in it with you. Now, the thing about God, being, uh, God ordaining the seasons is actually that it means that he himself is in the season with us. And so we must, as moms, come to the place where we have a conscious daily awareness of his presence in our lives in these seasons. Because the seasons will change us, the seasons will challenge us, the seasons will push, they'll stretch us. And it is only an awareness of God's presence in this season that will actually carry us through these seasons. Spurgeon said that the seasons change and you change, but the Lord abides evermore the same, and the streams of his love are as deep, as broad, and as full as ever. God is in the seasons. And the psalmist put it this way. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress, and I will never be shaken. And that's the confidence we have when we know that God did not just ordain the seasons, but he is in the seasons. He walks with us in those seasons. He, he comes alongside us. He empowers us, and uh, he gives us everything that we need to be able to overcome and walk through the seasons and come out on the other side victorious. And as we talk about seasons, um, we, we can't help but acknowledge the fact that, um, as we said, the, the seasons for mothers uh, stretch from you know, joy to pain and difficulty on this other extreme. And I just want to pause and, and speak to moms in our midst today for whom Mother's Day is 
more painful than joyous, or it's a mix, and those two things coexist, have to coexist with each other because you cannot take away the pain, and yet you still, there's life to be lived and things to be celebrated and joy to be had even in that season. And so living in these tensions of celebration and pain and grief and joy and, you know, those things having to exist with each other and just speaking to our hearts this morning and saying that, once again, God is present in these seasons with us. He walks with us. He's not just the God of the good times, but he's the Lord in the storms. He's the Lord who cries with us when we cry. He's the Lord who celebrates with us in times of joy. He's the God who gives us peace because he knows that we, we walk in life and we come across storms and valleys and mountains that are beyond our capacity to bear on our own. And so tell your soul today to rest in God because it is from him that our salvation comes. He truly, he alone is our rock, a fortress that cannot be shaken even when the other things of life are threatened to shake us and to uh, shake us off our footing. Now, as I was reflecting on those different, you know, feelings and expressions of motherhood that are going on, um, the other thing that the Lord was just speaking to me so strongly about was the fact that motherhood was never meant to be walked alone. Now, think about experiencing all this intensity, the fatigue, the craziness, uh, sometimes not even knowing what it is that you're doing on this motherhood journey. Think about experiencing any of that stuff by yourself. It was never God's intention for any one of us moms or any other one of us to walk life alone or to experience life alone. And so the need for community. And listen to what uh, this story in Luke chapter 1 verse 34 to, 30, uh, to 45 just speaks on uh, in light of community. I know it's a Christmas story. It has to do with the birth of Jesus, but just work with me for a minute and let's see what it is that we can learn from this beautiful relationship between Mary and Elizabeth. And so Mary, the young girl, uh, the angel visits and says, hey, you're going to be a mom and you're going to be uh, bearing uh, Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And so Mary asks the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? Now her question is, how will this be? She, I'm, I'm guessing if she was anything like me, she wants specifics like, please break it down for me in a language I can actually understand. And this is what the, the angel says. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Now, I, um, I don't know about uh, Mary, but um, I think I'm, I'm very stubborn. I would have had a list, a long list of questions to ask the angel. I'm like, mm -mm. That, that doesn't cover the spectrum of how. I get it, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. A child will be born, but I would have had more questions. But listen to the thing he says next, which in my opinion, I'm not sure at that point, I would have been thinking this exactly answers my how. But the angel says, and behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Now, 
I'm like, uh, you just told me that I'm going to have a baby. And then you throw in there that Elizabeth, my cousin, is six months pregnant. Can you please hold? Let's, let's get back to me. I need to figure out how a single girl, I'm engaged to be married, uh, not yet married, I'm supposed to have a child, not with my soon-to-be husband, the Holy Spirit, and you're busy telling me about Elizabeth. How, how does this fit into the picture? But listen to what Mary said. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Such a woman of faith, right? So in that day, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that you, the mother of my Lord, should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy, and blessed is she who believed there would be a fulfillment, a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Now, it's interesting to me that um, when Mary comes into Elizabeth's house, without even saying a word to Elizabeth, the Holy Spirit was already at work and had already re revealed to Elizabeth uh, what was going on in Mary's life. And she immediately exclaimed uh, that when Mary walked in, uh, that the baby in her womb leaped. And it says there that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry that you're blessed among many women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. And you remember back when the Holy Spirit, uh, when the angel was talking to Mary and saying, your cousin Elizabeth uh, is with child. The Holy Spirit knew that, uh, the Holy Spirit in speaking through the angel knew that what Mary needed, the how, the answer to her how, what she needed was a fellowship of another sister in whose life God was also at work and doing something similar to what God was doing in her own life. And the answer that she needed and the encouragement, the hope, the faith that she needed to walk her own journey was to be, was to be found in her going to be with another woman and a woman who was filled with the Holy Spirit, a woman who would speak exactly the words of God into her life without even Mary having to sit and say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what the angel visited me and said. And so as I look at this real beautiful relationship between Elizabeth and Mary, as I look at how spirit-filled uh, this uh, Elizabeth is, that she's able to see and accept and receive what God is doing and minister and pour out into Mary. It occurred to me that motherhood was never meant to be done in isolation. Because you see, fellow moms, God created us for each other. That's why we are his body, each bringing unique flavor and taste and perspective into this walk. God intended for us mothers to walk side by side with each other because as he's pouring out his Holy Spirit, as he's speaking and moving in the lives of another, then the other is able to pour into our lives and minister into our lives. And the thing about community is that there's some of us that are waiting for God to speak and move in a certain situation concerning our lives. Guess what? 
God has already spoken through his Holy Spirit, through the Elizabeth in your life that you're yet to walk to and experience what God it is has said. And so my encouragement to us this morning is that shall we be people that are moving towards each other in community? Shall we be women who are hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying and pouring that into each other, encouraging, helping, giving counsel, giving our time, loving, affirming, and encouraging each other in this journey of motherhood? Motherhood was never meant to be alone, to be done alone and in isolation. And we are missing out on some of the joys, the comfort, and the moving of the Holy Spirit to be found in community when we walk alone. So let's, let's come into each other's lives. And it's interesting when uh, I was reading one of the responses from one of the mothers uh, that I sent out the message to, and her words were so clear. She said, I just need community. I need somebody in my life that can talk to me, can pray with me, someone that just helps me know that I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one going through this, that, and the other. There is need for community, even within our midst. Let's be the ones that reach out, that move towards each other. And what does that mean even for us as a congregation? It means that we have a unique opportunity to move, in, uh, to move towards our moms. As you've read some of those things that have uh, described the seasons of motherhood that are present in our congregation today, I hope that in your heart you've been stirred towards praying for a mom, that the next time you walk up to a mom, that you will not just see um, just another one tribe, just another, oh, you know, her and her big bags, but actually that God will give you, yeah, that's me, uh, that God will open your eyes to see that you have a unique opportunity to be speaking into, to be praying for, and to be blessing a mother in this season that God has blessed her uh, with. The third thing um, that... I, had, uh, I have been reflecting on in this season is this idea of rest. Now, remember that mom who said that she's in a restful um, season. I think my envy towards her just had me asking, God, what does this mean? How do I rest in you in this season? And the thing that I've been reflecting about is resting in the goodness of God in the season of motherhood that you find yourself in or the season of life that you and I find ourselves in. And I realize that it, first must, it must first start with a, uh, a, an intentional awareness of God's presence in my everyday life. That God actually longs to be in relationship with you and with me. Because it's in that place of relationship that he pours out his love on us as his daughters, as the moms that he's ordained for us to be in this season. I realize that actually God delights in me. He loves me. He knows me. He cares about me. And he longs for me to experience the fullness of who he is, even in this season of motherhood. And this, this, this hit home for me, that my relationship with God, even in this season of mothering, is actually far more important than anything or everything that I will ever do for my children. Let me say that again. My relationship with God is far more important than anything I will ever do or I'm doing for my children. I must therefore make space for God because that is the only place that I can receive from him. It is where he speaks, he leads and guides. It's where he gives wisdom. It's where he strengthens and empowers. He restores, he fills. We must prioritize time with God 
because if we don't do that, then uh, we run around like headless chicken trying to solve our own problems, trying to do this thing by our own strength. We run into the, uh, the problem of actually taking up the place of God in our own lives. Then the issues that we are dealing with on a daily basis, our children's, you know, um, if it's discipline issues, if it's a provision, whatever it is that we are having to deal with in that moment, if we are trying to go at it alone without the presence of God and without a, a meaningful and deep relationship with him, then we realize that we are always, we are tired, we are drained because we are having to carry our own weight and do this thing by our own strength. And so fellow moms, we must learn to rest in the presence of God by prioritizing our relationship with him by prioritizing time with God. And I know for moms, it can be like, we are, I'm just adding extra weight on you because time is a very scarce resource sometimes when you're a mom, right? And when you hear someone else talk about how they had one hour quiet time in the morning, um, the envy is real because you can barely get in two minutes of anything. The most prayers you say any day is, thank you, Lord, for the food, amen, or thank you, Lord, for the day, bless us as we sleep. So the question is, how, how do we prioritize our time with God? And I found that God in his grace has actually given us pockets of time in our day where we don't have to say one hour long prayers, but so long as we are conscious and we are intentional about God's presence in our every waking moment, then we are able to turn pockets of time into meaningful times where we commune with God and he ministers to us and he speaks to us. We are able to, you know, tune into that one song when the child is, you know, doing their potty business. We can quickly listen to a song here or reflect on a scripture. And God is able to meet us deeply and meaningfully in those moments and pockets of time throughout our day. And so my challenge to us is this, that we take a hold of the pockets of time that God has given us in his grace. And the thing about our father is that he's actually loving. That he's, he doesn't sit in heaven and say, because you did not do your one hour of quiet time and 30 minutes of praise and worship and another 30 of speaking in tongues, you do not qualify as my child this day that God is actually gracious, that he wants to meet us in the little moments of every day. He wants to minister and speak to us profoundly in yet simple ways as we keep our eyes tuned to him in the waking moments of our day. And so I challenge us that maybe we need to lower our expectations a bit in terms of what communing with God in this season is. But that doesn't mean that lowering our expectations, uh, that we are dulling down on our spirituality or that we are doing less or we are lesser children of God. It just means that we are going to make the most of every moment and it will not look like what it used to be. Maybe in future, uh, when the kids are older and more independent, things will turn around and hopefully they do, right? But in this season, in this place, this season that God has ordained, this season that God is present in, then God can meet me in the two minutes, in the five minutes of time that I intentionally choose to prioritize and spend with him. Let's lean into the Holy Spirit, our helper. Because God has graciously provided him for us. And this is it. He can do more powerful work in us and in the lives of our children than we could ever do on our own. And so let's lean into the Holy Spirit. Let's ask to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Let's ask that he speaks, that he moves in our lives. Because God alone is enough for me. God alone is enough for my kids.
And when I feel like I'm not good enough, I'm not a good enough mother for my kids, as many moms here will testify that this is something that just every once in a while, you know, on those days when mothering did not go so well, on those days where you forgot that you were sane, calm, and collected, and the crazies came out and you were yelling at everybody, as I often do, um, it's in remembering in those moments that actually I'm not alone. I'm not, I have the power of God through his Holy Spirit that empowers me, that meets me exactly where I need to be met. And the thing about being a mom is we can get caught up in the daily activities of feeding, clothing, entertaining, um, and dealing with, you know, the crisis of every day. And we forget that the, the biggest need that our children have Ha, uh, that our children have is actually the need for a savior. That we can forget that when all else is said and done, the one thing and the only thing that actually counts for eternity is the salvation of their souls. And so we cannot allow ourselves to be caught up in the craziness of everyday life and forget that we have the Holy Spirit who is actually at work in the, even in the lives of our children and that he desires that even they come to know Jesus, that even they come to be in relationship with God, their creator. And so let's be moms who beyond caring for the needs of our children, recognize the deep need that they have for our Savior. And as we are leaning into the Holy Spirit and he's empowering us, we trust that he's also at work even in our children's lives uh, to present them to the Father so that they can know him and walk with him in their lives. And so moms, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 is our charge this morning that I implore you, Trust in the Lord with all your hearts and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your way straight. I know there's a lot of information out there in this day and age, right? On Twitter, there's, uh, on, Twitter on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever social media platform you're on, there's no shortage of information about how to be a mom in 2022, right? There's information about breastfeeding, winning, dealing with toddlers, teenagers, whatever information you need, there's no shortage of it out there. But I implore you, moms, and, uh, moms this morning, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Above all the wisdom that the world has to offer, above every piece of information that you will interact with, above every strategy that you will put in place for your mothering journey, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. The Holy Spirit, our helper. But the other thing that we need to do as moms, and we often are guilty of not doing this, is that we need to remember God's promises over us. Sometimes it's easy to, to sit in the, in the gloom of the difficulties of things that are going on, and we forget that actually we have a father who has said some things concerning us. And we have promises that we can actually hold on to. But the other thing is also that there is the devil, the liar, the father of lies, who does a really good job at sowing seeds of doubt concerning our motherhood journey. He can cause us to carry guilt, shame, fear, doubt, and even feelings of our unworthiness. Especially on those days, like I said, when motherhood just doesn't... Uh, go as planned. And so we must make it our business to remember. And the other thing about community is that we must make it our business to remind each other 
about God's promises. And we walk in those promises by faith. Because sometimes the reality of God's promises and the reality of our lives look nothing like each other. And that's why we must remember, we must remind ourselves and receive and take a hold of those promises by faith. Because if God has said it, then it is so. Let me remind us of uh, two of those promises especially, and these were actually shared to me by the moms that I spoke to. Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 40.11, and this is a favorite amongst many uh, moms in the house today. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. And so, dear mom, remember God's promises for you. Remind another mom of God's promises over their lives. Get into scripture, and if all you read on that one day is go on Google and say God's promises, by all means do it. Because the devil will not let you rest easy. He will be busy trying to cause, as I said, guilt, shame, fear, doubt, feelings of unworthiness. And we must make it our daily business to remember what our loving Father has said, the promises that he has made to us. And his promises are yes and amen for us who believe in him. The other thing that we must absolutely do, even as we remember his promises, is we must remember his love for us. Now, one of the mom messaged me after she'd responded to all the questions that I'd asked. She sent me a voice note and said, please, please, please remind the moms of God's love for them. We desperately need to be reminded of God's love for us. And so, dear mom, remember this morning, above anything that you ever need to do, above your title as mom, I need us to remember this morning that we have been loved with an everlasting love, that God in his love and his mercy has drawn you and I with unfailing kindness. Isaiah 43:1 says, but now this is what the Lord says, he who created you, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. God loves you. He knows you by name. He's known you long before you ever got that title of mom. He has had a love for you that is nothing uh, like you will ever know. And so we need to rest in God's love for us. 1 John 4, 9 to 10 reminds us that this is how God showed his love for us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And so, moms, I want to give you an image of what God's love looks for us. And it's not a new image to any of us. In those moments when you're wondering about your own life, your own mothering, if you remember nothing else, remember this. See the cross and see God's amazing love for you. Because... God, unlike ourselves and the standards and the pressure that the world puts on us, does not measure us by the good or the bad or how perfectly we mothered on any particular day. He doesn't compare or give us worth based on, you know, in comparison to what the next mom is doing because there's always that mom who is doing a lot better than you next door, always. But you see, that's not God's standard for us. 
that God loves and receives us because it is a gift of his grace and there's nothing we, we can bring to the table. It is first and foremost and only because he has chosen to love us and so we can believe him and we can rest in his love for us. Listen to what one of the moms said. I have her permission, by the way, to share this. So when I rest in that love of God, I, like Paul, can boast in my weaknesses because his power is made perfect in my weakness. His grace is sufficient. And she quotes 2 Corinthians 12, 9. When we are confident in him, his love for us, how he sees us, we can respond in faith. And our actions will begin to overflow from delighting in Christ so much so that all we can do is want to point back to him and bring him the glory that he deserves. As we serve our children and our families day in, day out, in the monotonous and the mundane, because whether in the flashy and impressive moments or in the everyday activities, we rest in him, then we can glorify him in and through it all. And so you are loved because you are his precious child. He knows you by name, as I said, far above your title of mom. He knows you and you and you and you. Each and every one of us are sitting under the sound of my voice this morning. He knows our deepest longings. He knows our deepest fears, our worries, our concerns. He celebrates with us in the best times. He still loves us. He calls us his friends. He hears our silent cries. He celebrates our wins because we are his beloved children. He knows he's here, he's present in this season that we call mothering. And so, dear mamas, would we rest in God's love for us because we are loved and treasured more than we'll ever know.